A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Hello, signers. Hey. Uh, before we get into this week's episode, we've got more reviews. Uh, very excited. If you leave us a five-star review, we will read it on the podcast. Uh, positive, negative, or informative, we'll read it. Uh, let's get into them. Uh, this first one comes to us from Ariel Contreras, uh, entitled Ariel the Aries. Love it. Um, fantastic name. I want the children's book. Uh, <laughs> her review reads, I'm absolutely obsessed with this podcast. I've recommended this pod to all my astro-loving friends, and they're just as obsessed with Aww. you lovely ladies. I've learned so much about not just my own sign and placements, but about my friends uh, as well. And that has truly helped me understand their needs a lot more lately. Aww. I always find myself listening to this pod in the late AMs when I'm doing my makeup. I always come out with the best makeup looks <laughs> while listening to this pod. <laughs> I'm working on the signs as makeup looks. Stay tuned on IG if you want. Uh, Glam by Ariel is her Instagram oh, handle yes. at Glam by Ariel. Uh, much love from an Aries sun, Capricorn moon, Aries rising. Keep doing what you're doing, ladies. Love. Thank you, Ariel. And check out the uh the insta at glam by ariel big, we look forward to seeing these looks i big, love it big horn energy from this aries cap makeup goddess love it mm. um next up obsessed with you three the sparkle emoji peace sign hand emoji and a black heart um by sarah x sun drenched libra Ooh, a sun drenched sun drenched libra mm. i grew up with astrology and always loved it but never knew more in depth with it until i found you guys i relate to at least one but really all of you on a lot of different views and can really learn so much from you not only about astrology but learn about myself i wish you guys were my friends in real life can't wait to keep hearing more the most 
you know, dash the most Libra sun, Scorpio rising, and Cancer moon you'll ever meet. P.S. Please do more about Libras. Peace sign. And that little like emoji girl that's hey. like the hand up like, hey. Um, oh God, I love that that Libra optimism just just makes just brings a smile to my face. It's just the glitter emoji. But yeah, I'm glad that um, you can feel reconnected to this kind of study that you've had a connection to in the past, but really dive back in. I think a lot of people feel that same way. I was like, oh, it's always been around, but now I can really like head, you know, charge head first into it. So thanks for being here. Love it. All right. Thank you. Our next review comes <laughs> From Australia, Megan and Liz Fan Hart is the name of mm. the reviewer. And the name of the review is Love with a lot of O's and E's. I tend to get bored so easily listening <laughs> to podcasts. Can you tell I'm a Gemini? LOL. You girls are amazing. I feel like I'm just in a conversation with my girlfriends. Love learning new things and having a laugh. Quick question. What's the first word or a quick sentence to sum up my personality? Sun, Gemini, Moon, Pisces, Rising, Sag. Sending love from Blue Mountains, NSW, Australia, Australian flag, stars, mushroom emoji, <laughs> cowboy emoji. Yes. Uh, I'm saying vivacious. I'm going fun. Uh, I'm going spiritual. Ooh. I think I think there's like search this the, the searcher. Love it. Okay. Thank you so much, Megan and Liz fans. Yes. Our next review comes from Cameron with a bunch <laughs> of N's and M's at the end uh, entitled Truly Love. It's simple, really. I just love learning from you guys. Keep it up. Yeah. Happy face. Thank so you. Keep it sweet. Keep it simple. Love. Thank you, Cameron. Yes. Cameron. Cameron. Happy heart uh, from Rel 70. Y'all make my heart happy. I saw you guys at the Plus Bus and have been listening since. There's truly nothing better to fall asleep to than listening to your voices and knowledge of astrology. Scorpio Sun, Cancer Rising, Virgo Moon. Wow, I didn't, I didn't know we lull so many oh people gosh. to bed. That's very night, romantic. It's very romantic. Lady night, baby. Also, thanks for coming to the Plus Bus. That was like such a fun event. Definitely yeah, so more will be on the horizon for 2020. That was just like truly, like I know it's like our event, but that was truly fun. Like if I was a stranger, I'd be like, this is just fun. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. And actually, like, it, I, it, I don't even want to say what I'm going to say. <laughs> actually, I'm not going to say it because because I think I actually s met someone that I saw in a job interview later at the oh my God. thing after. Anyway, Small uh, so you helped me. Um, whoever, if you're listening to this, I don't think you are. It was a man. But they, but they <laughs> might. Um, the next review, I'm going to stop talking. The next review comes from Marley with two E's. It was Destiny. I'm so happy I found this podcast. And I knew it was meant to be when one of the hosts is also a Taurus son with the last name Anderson. Oh, like fuck. Me. Hell yeah, baby. But seriously, thank you for entertaining me while I stared at a computer rendering for finals for 36 hours in a weekend. Excited that I can now enjoy this podcast in a less erratic and screen day state in my free time. Love you guys. Marley, also a Taurus Anderson. Cute. Ooh, are you rendering graphic design, design, architecture? What are you doing? Tell yes, us. I want to know everything. Also, I love the name Marley. That's so, so cute. cute. Marley Anderson. Marley and me, baby. So kiss, cute. kiss. I love it. Um, thank you so much. And our final review comes from Openshaw10. Uh, it's entitled Great Podcast for 11 of 12 Signs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
As a longtime You're listener. You're right. We're hard on Tauruses. <laughs> I can't. Okay. As a longtime listener, I recommend this podcast for anyone, except maybe those of us who are tired of the negative Pisces stereotype. I love the opening banter, the analysis, and range of topics. But as a Pisces sun, moon, Mercury, who isn't an emotional parasite slash airhead, Whoa. this blind spot is frustrating. We contain multitudes, all caps. But this could be just my Cancer Mars Leo rising overreacting. That said, everyone should listen and make up your own minds. Also, it's way more fun than most astro podcasts out there. Whoa. Thank no, you. Thank you. Just so you know, it's just my 12th house self, sub, um, self-hating. sub self So um, maybe you contain multitudes, but some of us do not. <laughs> <laughs> and I am a flighty airhead. I'm sorry. But also, I'm looking you. like emotional parasite airhead. I was like, whoa, Mike. I like it. I don't think we've ever said that. I know, but sometimes, <laughs> it's sometimes possible. It could have been me. It really could have. But I yeah, like. I'm sorry. I, I love you. But I like that this is like this come to Jesus moment of like. But you can still listen and make up your own mind. Um, I mean, I'm a Pisces. I, I thought we're I thought we were soft on Pisces, but I you know, like and I'll Pisces, take your I'll take I'll take your word for it. I know. I'm like, but, man, I can't believe we said that. <laughs> I know. Maybe I did. Maybe oh, you guys didn't. I don't, I don't know. know. It's I'm possible. also also I'm a Cancer Mars. I see. I I, I can see through this. Uh, you know. It, we're, um, we're always under attack and it's fine it's like with it's just it's just the world's out to get us and we're so sweet and i don't know why people just don't let us have our way but um <laughs> yeah it's it's very true they but no, i mean i love we, you we love pisces and we will keep this in mind i think it's like important again thank you for doing it the correct route which is by the leaving us a five-star review yeah. because now we're open to hearing your criticism and i i have a feeling that things are going to be looking up for old Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, also this Leo rising, you know, protect yours, mama, like yeah. Pisces that like the, the steadfast leader for the Pisces nation. So love it. And I think just as a reminder to, you know, everything is said in jest and, and all of that. We also understand that you all, all of us contain multitudes and all of those things. And we hope that, and we appreciate you listening despite that and, and still finding it in your heart. That is truly Pisces of being able to embrace, give us more both of those things and being generous and, you know, helping to contribute to all of it. So thank you so much. We are very grateful. Um, and, uh, we're grateful for all of your reviews. We, we really appreciate it so much. It helps us out and we just fucking like it. So thank you so much. If you haven't left us a review, consider doing it again. Like we, said it doesn't even have to be nice but as long as it's five stars we're absolutely open to hearing your your (laughs) input uh and uh yeah thank you so much and enjoy this episode Welcome to What's Your Sign? I'm Julia Logan. I'm Stevie Anderson. And I'm the Capricorn conjunction of this podcast. Oh, oh yes, she is. 2020. Conjunction, in. junction. What's your function? 
Oh, building yep. power structures and ripping them down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if our listeners are old enough for that. Oh, Schoolhouse Rock. I mean, Schoolhouse Rock was old when we yeah. were young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, do and also I. I'm guessing substitute teachers don't roll in the big TV anymore. They probably have TVs in, well, I'm sure some classrooms they do. I fucking don't know, man. I bet the kids just have iPads and they all put on their headphones and sit there like drones. I don't know about that. <laughs> headphones, too. I, ho- I hope not. That's such like a Wally dystopian future. But I haven't been in a school in so long. That's. I was trying to think of. I have friends who are school teachers, and I can't see. They have never. They never don't post. They'll post like things from their class, but not full blown. Um, one of my friend teacher friends actually did something really cool, which is she started doing a like mental health check-in with her kids like scheduling it and they kind of like talk about yeah they share something i don't know the mechanics of it but she posted um in her instagram stories about it and i was like oh that's really cool yeah that is like above i mean teachers go above and beyond nowadays they're like oh fuck no one's paying for this classroom i guess i'm just gonna invest in this thing and like make it my universe and like hope these kids turn out okay yeah well it's hard because you just have to go there's so much like you, yeah, not paid enough not by paid enough. by and large. But also it's hard. I mean, I feel like we criticize. We don't criticize teachers that much, but sometimes it's like, oh, like why? You know, you want to help every kid, but you have to do what's like best for the the biggest amount of people. And then like with testing and Ugh. funding and that kind of stuff where it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's flawed as hell. And that's the only way that you get money. So you have to find a way to be like teaching what you find valuable and meeting these standards. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, I don't know. I think it's like really crazy that professional athletes make more than teachers. Yes, absolutely. Like, I think that's like a huge like, I think people always compare it to, like, doctors, but, like, I don't know. I, I think that, um, I don't know. They, yeah. they get paid such an exorbitant amount to, to play with ball. E, but yes. And also, like, what well, depends if you become, like, celebrity athlete. Then you're, like, in another stratosphere. But if you're just, like, the dude who sits on the bench, you're probably making, like, still more than a teacher. But oh, also, like... Way more, way more than a teacher. Way more. <laughs> I mean, the the... Yeah, I mean, the there's argument. Someone could make the argument that it's like a shorter career span and you're of risking course. your body and all of these things. Right. Like, and it brings a lot of joy to people. I'm not yes. saying they should not make any money or no, anything No, like but that. also, yeah, it is. Well, it's just because we don't value things. But that's that, insane yeah. that we don't value teaching as much as we value, like, my, my Sunday well, Clippers game. Oh, God. I don't know if it's, and the Clippers at that. <laughs> I don't know if it's, like, capitalism. It probably is because everything is. But it is that idea, I think, of, like, valuing um something that you can't aspiring to be something that you can't ever be mm-hmm. and and probably don't want to be because that's the thing my friend owns a dance studio and I always want to come in and like give a mean pep talk to the parents <laughs> at her school because I mean at her studio because everybody thinks that their kid can be a professional dancer. And I'm like, if you took a weekend, if you took a vacation last year, you're not going to be a professional dancer. Like you are not, not one vacation, but it's like, if you haven't already made this your life, Mm -hmm. the chances of you becoming a professional athlete are very slim. So a lot of people probably don't even want to be 
a professional whatever it is. I think we just like aspire to people that we that make us kind of feel bad about ourselves Mm -hmm. because it's an escape from reality instead of being like, oh, we should focus on people that actually like how can we be our best selves would be paying teachers more yeah or like maybe each mba team should be in charge of like their state schools see that's when you get into like charter school stuff and then it's like oh no actually we should just have this all like funded and everyone should be paid fair and well or we should give the teachers the like that military salute mid-game just all those teachers shake those jugs let's hear it for (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna make the teachers shake their jugs that sounds like they need to be getting paid even more (laughs) pay those teachers have you ever do did you ever have like a fave teacher and or substitute teacher and why yes um I for sure have a fave teacher it was like the hardest class it was my junior year it was um AP language and i'm trying to because it's yeah language is like the more grammar one ap language and ap us history uh mr clipfeld mr del rio um clipfeld just was like really cool and he was like hardcore socialist but was like uh i would love to know his sign i bet he's a capricorn um or definitely earth sign vibes we could probably search this on like Spoke- spokio and yeah. like or call like you know the I, feel admin like I, office. I know people that still teach at that school <gasps> so i could find out i'm sure but he just was like so cool and was really smart and it was the first time someone like i like wanted to impress this teacher i like cared what he thought about me as like a person and mm-hmm. my values and th- like but he also just like didn't talk down to people it was really like he was just a really good teacher oh that's dope. Okay, I, who was your worst teacher? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> name names. Um, I loved Mr. Helm. I think he might have passed away. He also might not have if anyone in his <laughs> classes were listening. But I've like looked for him and I can't find him. Uh but he was really cool. I he I don't think he was like um he was kind of a dick. And I think mm. I, I really <laughs> like that. Um but what did he teach? English. Mm, nice. But he was really real with students. Like he would call people out. Like if someone couldn't answer a question or something, he'd be like, "Stop coming to class high," because like it. <laughs> and they would be like a kid that would come to like yeah. yeah. So it was like shit like that where it's like, I'm not gonna like fucking go tattle on you, but like you would know the answer if you weren't high in here every day. Mm-hmm. And, like that kind of stuff where it's just kind of like cool i guess he treated like kids with some adults yeah i mean it was uh, high school so it was like yeah it's it's okay like we're not gonna like yeah i'm not gonna not tell your trouble, mommy but like dude fucking focus kind of stuff well, and if, and it would be funny like everyone would laugh it wouldn't be like uh yeah no one like, would be like hurt by it you know yeah well it's, um, i think it's important to be like i think there's a, a feeling that you have like when you're a teenager that adults are so far away from you or so distant or like mm-hmm. they couldn't possibly know what you're talking about so you just like think you think you're so fucking smart and then for someone to be like well yeah you're high every day you're like oh shit they know like <laughs> <Yeah>. damn it <laughs> yeah i mean he also used to just have a lot of like quips and sayings i don't know i like any teacher where i'm their favorite and i think i was one of his favorites so oh. it's like, that's how it works for me mm-hmm. but yeah he would always like say just like if someone would say something dumb, he'd be like, you can have a thought without expressing it. Like, <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> he's just funny. He's cool. I don't know if he's alive, but if he is, what up? Ed Helm. 
Uh, John. Uh, John. <laughs> uh, that's cute. My, I think my favorite teacher was also, I was one of his favorites. He did pass away tragically, and it was really fucking sad. Peter Bacon Hales. He was one of my professors at UAC, and he taught history of photography. And he was one of those teachers that had just had, like, a cool office, had, like, hanging bee, you know, Fuck like, yeah. who, like, the blazer, and just, like, played guitar or like had a band and was just like he's almost like a mark marini kind mm -hmm. of energy that's totally what i was picturing <laughs> <laughs> and i like never i really had a bad problem with attendance all through every type of school high school college i just never i don't know i just didn't like to go uh but i like the, the class i like going on my own terms and whenever i would go he would just call on students and the ones who like really were brainiacs and would study really hard but like they didn't feel the photography they didn't like have like an emotional connection but they could memorize all the dates and facts he's like this is like not it you need to like recognize eras you need to like recognize movements like and we'd always like after class and not in a weird way at all like look at books and talk about things and just like shoot the shit about like art and things and and I got like an A in his class, even though like attendance was 40% of the, like I shouldn't have got it, but I got all the, the testing right. And I think it was just like, yo, you get it. And I don't need to like, we don't need the bureaucracy to like prove that. Um, and just a rad ass dude. He also like wrote some books. I think they're available on Amazon. If you search Peter Bacon Hales, super rad guy, he retired um, like maybe like a year or two after I graduated and he like was an avid biker, would ride his bike every day. And he retired to like upstate New York and on a quiet country road, he got hit on his bicycle and passed away. Like oh, so no. fucking tragic. And it was just one of those like outpour. Like this man was just, it's, it's not great when someone dies, obviously, but when you see how many, how many people just were like, oh, my heart, just a little piece of it chipped away. And it was just like. That, that's something to remark on like how like wonderful of a person and a teacher because there's a lot of teachers who don't give a shit and i know there's a lot of teachers who try we, you know it goes back and forth but when someone really just is like it's their life they love what they do and you can feel that like it's like a movie teacher like you just feel their excitement and you feel like their passion and they found their they found their thing and they get to share that thing with other people it's just like oh it makes your heart flutter we Hi. hope we're your favorite teachers, guys. Yeah, <laughs> your favorite teachers. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I guess we could be. Also, special shout out to Mr. Simon. He was a substitute teacher in elementary school who wanted to be a Stephen King novelist. So he would, like, always recite, like, us his homemade, like, horror stories. That's cool. <laughs> and just, like, scare the shit out of it's us. Like, inappropriate. It, it, very Like, turn off the lights, get his spooky voice on. He really looked very Stephen, Stephen King-esque, King and I obviously was a hero of his, and would just tell us super scary stories. That's cool. Yeah, so, you know, different, different side of the coin, but really appreciate, again, when you find what you love, which is scaring the shit out of your substitute students oh, yeah. it just resonates well, with find the kids. a way to f fund your horror novel and then a uh, unexpected byproduct is having a, a captive audience <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you hear that, that you can force to listen to your work <laughs> so for all the aspiring horror writers yeah. um kind of that is a kind of clever avenue to go I'm down i'm sure there's a f handful of of comics who have been substitute teachers and i'm sure you're running bits Oh, yeah. Or yeah, at least I trying guess. to or coming up with them or yeah. something. I mean, you're in front of an audience. I mean, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, I think you only need a like just a regular college yeah. degree to be a substitute teacher. You have teacher. to get a certificate. Right. Yeah. It's like you have to like submit your intention. You have to take the, the test or whatever. I think you can test for different uh, like 
I think it's different grades or something. Right. Too. I know there's like multiple. I think it's a C but like, best. But like gym elementary teacher, I'm pretty sure the test is probably a bit easy. I don't know if I can pass. <laughs> <laughs> Especially after the holidays. Woof. Damn, dude. Oh my God. Wait, what did you guys do for New Year's? Um, this is the first time. This is our first 2020. Yeah, 2020, happy 2020. Happy 2020, 2020 New Year, baby. everybody. New Year. 2020, new decade. Who dis? Um, I just stayed in, ate a bunch of barbecue and Ooh. watched movies. And mm. The new L word, Generation oh. Q. A lot of local references. Oh. Very funny. Oh, nice. When I um, <laughs> I don't know. I went to a members only club, so oh. I don't really want to necessarily talk about it too much. Oh, um, no, I just went to like a work thing, but um, I feel like I kind of learned from. I like looked at my boss's chart before I started working for him. <laughs> I don't know if I've talked about this on here. And we have like a lot of really similar stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, so every time he fucks up, I like take it really personally because I'm like, it's something wrong with me. Like, <laughs> I'm like, the only reason I'm so mad about this is because like I have that too or whatever. Yeah. And then he was bartending on New Year's Eve and like I finally got to see him like behind the bar and I was so impressed with the way he like worked and stuff and i was just like oh like i i still like don't necessarily think like oh that's my potential or like whatever Mm -hmm. i just it was nice to see like okay like he knows what he's doing and and like maybe i'm being a little hard on myself but um my friend who was also bartending made me a drink called an ankle breaker (laughs) and i immediately fell down oh my god i like almost immediately after drinking what is it um cherry herring overproof lime and i think maybe bitters what's overproof um it like rum that's like, like 151 or okay. like something that's like okay. high high, I mean, high uh, proof okay something that yeah, yeah literally yeah. overproof yeah yeah overproof over 100 yeah okay. yeah um yeah it was pretty it was pretty <laughs> I mean, I'm too old Dude, to be Dude, that sounds down. terrifying. <laughs> An ankle breaker? I would Well, I didn't know it was called that. I did not know. Well, they were just like my boss was just making us like cachaça drinks and yeah. shit and we're, I'm like, "All right, like I don't know what any is in anything. I'm just like drinking it." But I'm like, "Clearly you aren't going to like poison me." <laughs> damn but I mean, it was a fun it was really fun i have weak ankles so that really I do i'm i didn't like hurt my ankle i just fell <laughs> but you know it's like you don't want to fall and have like a hot dog lady have to help you up you know <laughs> like you really don't want that oh my god the hot dog like, you know like that's really not what we're looking for when, whenever i'm like what a start whenever i'm buzzed fun. off my ass and like leaving like the hollywood bowl or like some you know pop in area and all the hot dog carts are in that like really small funnel i'm always like don't eat shit. Don't fall into the hot steaming cart. <laughs> Don't eat shit. Don't fall. In- There's somebody's had to have. Because they're like very. Chirp it's like a tight hit, alley. Hit your hand or your fucking arm on the plancha. Uh-huh. Mayo bath. Just Ooh. like with the scalding. <laughs> right, on the, right on the dome. Oh. oh my God. I went on a hike New Year's Day though. Which I did not realize was going to be like the most basic thing in the world. <laughs> like did not think. Th- I was like oh it'll probably be pretty empty or whatever. It was the busiest. I mean you were passing people on the trail like. Non-stop. Every every five feet. Which can you? Which trails did you do? Um, in Malibu, I forget what it's called. 
um but it was nice it was bumping yeah what yeah do do? everyone's off works so everyone's hitting the trails i it hit was, the trails a lot over this break it was nice to get to malibu in like 15 oh. minutes too oh, boo. so infuriating oh boo oh I yeah st- what did you do i stayed in i mean there was because I, I hosted the white the white elephant party not long before and I was like, will I pull the, like, I'll just have a little kickback. But I just mop my floor. Like, it was just like, I can't. And everyone's invites were, like, bars. But bars I love, but I'm like, this is going to be, this is, I'm not going to even get, I like an empty bar, <laughs> which yeah. is not New Year's, no, which is yeah, not no. New Year's Eve. Um, So I just watched Rockstar and um, yeah. did half of a power hour to Rockstar at home. And then after, like, 37 shots of Coors Light I was like I think that's enough like I'm the effects have taken hold um and just watch music videos and like kicked it around the I mean I like I go out every other night besides New Year's Eve yeah, so like that's I'm, how I feel I'm like it's all right but I like I like a small like the best New Year's Eve I ever went to was just a friend had karaoke at their house and it was per- it was like cool yeah it's one destination like if I'm gonna lift and it's expensive or whatever it, it's just one way. It's not like, oh, we're going to go from here. Like, all my friends' plans were like, we're going here to here to here. And I was like, no way. Oh, it's hard to even go to, uh. So, but same hiking, great. I've like busted my ass going up behind the Hollywood sign and then busted my ass going up by like Topanga and like overlooking like the ocean and shit, like climbed all these floors. But me and Pablo just got back from Joshua Tree where, dude, I got to take you, ladies. Oh, I had yeah. we had our own private rock that was flown in from indonesia that could fit straight up like it was like i've never been in a tub that deep and that long where you could really just clamp like be a little pearl in a big clam and the water's 128 piping hot coming out from a mineral spring i did not leave a tub for 48 hours and i was very happy about it also watched um in terms of good movies or not so good movies my best friend's wedding. I love that movie so much. Okay, but that plot, I have not seen it in a grip. I'm sure it does not hold up well. It is in, I just remember, we, I put it on, I was like, oh, you've never seen it? It's iconic. It's such a fun, carefree. I you have know. not seen it. You've oh. never seen it? Oh. I hated everyone that liked it. So it was like a thing where I was like, I'm never going to Yeah. I mean, the it. plot is like just Julia Roberts' hot friend who's a man, and they've hooked up before. And she's like kind of a hard to catch food critic. Love it. Um, I'm calling it. What does she say? Fucking. This is the second time this quotes come up or whatever when she reviews the food and she's like, yet tasteful. Yes. It's like uh, inventive. Inventive yet flavorful. And she just looks great. She's got on good boxy 90s. Like she's very Capricorn energy. Like just like big tendrils. Her hot, hard to catch, very inappropriate relationship best friend that she has is getting married in four days because why? She why not? Doesn't, she base they make a pact to get if they're not married by, by twenty eight. Yeah, which I was like, what? Each other. And she that age is coming up, and she has been banking on this. But then he meets a young hot Cameron Diaz, and there, and then she tries to break them up. But yeah. it's like, but also the way she tries to break them up is through like cyber warfare, and also like very weird, convoluted like <laughs> family, family drama, family business, family business drama, <laughs> like, hacking into emails and sending yeah, like fake emails, bonkers. like. I 
it was just a very twist. It was a twisted web of lies yes. that Julia Roberts was spitting, which I remember the plot being very straightforward and simple. And rewatching, I was like, this is like hacktivist shit. Yes. <laughs> Maybe I would like it. I mean, it's very, I mean, it's bizarre. Everyone in high school that liked it was basic. Okay, everyone in high school it's liked it was basic. For sure basic. And they also loved, I think that movie in Greece were like the like, like. Every- I would go Notting Hill. Ooh, yeah, not like who the basic girl of like junior high survival pack was like Notting Hill, Best Friends Wedding, mm-hmm. Greece. It was like you had to like those three movies, and it was like always on like Roto at slumber parties, and it was oh, just yeah. like it's one where it's like I don't know, I I I love it, but also I watched it so much. Uh, just I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for a fucking. It's Julia good, Roberts vehicle too. It's a fun rom con. There's great sing along. Yeah, movies has tons of sing along moments. Sing, when Cameron Diaz sings karaoke, that's the bad, best, that's it's the like the scene. funniest thing. Rupert Everett is fucking okay, a dreamboat, and, and that part's twisted too because it's like it's a very weird. Her gay best friend who is fronting a straight to help her, but also there's like is sexual chemistry like it's on it's kind of undeniable i mean rupert everett has sexual chemistry with everybody maybe that's maybe that's what it is he is sexual chemistry i guess like there probably wasn't the term for it then where he's like he's just a poly pan like any he'll fuck anybody uh, but he's just charming dreamboat. So yes. that was a great, real one, great, great shots of like rich Chicago ass rich people. Yeah, I love I love it. I yeah. love it. It feels um, like a very like Gary Marshall, even though it's not Gary Marshall. It's actually the guy who did Muriel's wedding, which I didn't realize. So he's the, a wedding man. Yeah. Era. It's Julia Roberts peak julia roberts mm-hmm. i mean she's hella charming but hearing the uh, if i'm not married by 28 so it's fun to watch it for like the cultural things because you're like 28 that's not even the age you make packs for anymore now it's like 35 or like we've all up yeah. everything yes um so that's how i also brought in the new year it was um, nice to end like go on vacation like after the whole holidays had happened like leaving on the second it was like ooh, everyone's like on their way out of town but we're like coming into town and yeah, it was nice. And now my bone, after like climbing like over 90 plus floors over like two weeks, like I feel like I could put my legs behind my head right now. Like I'm just, the mineral water just made my like muscles, like I'm just jelly right now. It feels yeah. so, it feels so good. I just love tubbing. Ooh, but there was these cards in our Airbnb, our Macula Airbnb, who were checked in by a guy who was could have been an extra in Uncut Gems for sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and there's also a tortoise sanctuary there, but they were hibernating. Very bummed. Have to go back. But they had these shaman cards. Have you guys seen shaman cards? Mm-hmm. Shaman cards are what I could see why people would hate woo-woo stuff. Like when I opened the shaman cards, it was like you pull one and it was like, new beginning like the the language was really vague not in like an, not in like an angel cards way which are like way more specific like the first card it was like anger and it had like a really cheesy drawing of a bee and i like read the book and it was like sometimes you're just angry and that's okay think of anger as a bee and let it go pollinate someone else and i was like okay and i was like all right what should i do about cup cutting open this pizza and it would just be like new beginnings and butterflies. Like it was all like the most vague. I mean, that is a new beginning. <laughs> to be fair, these all sound very um, accurate. I know. I just never seen uh, like 
clearly the Airbnb yes. person was like, okay, what do Airbnb kids like? Here's a crystal. Uh, here's some shaman cards. Here's a box with nothing in it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no offense to, I don't remember who made the shaman cards, but I looked at her picture and it was very like a proud New Englander. And I was like, this isn't like, selling me. You can't me. make shaman cards. <laughs> I was getting mad at the angel cards the other day. Oh, you day. were? Doreen? Well, I was just like... I don't know. I was having a bad day and then it kept being like manifestation. Like I kept getting that and I'm like, thank you so much. But like that I can't right now. I don't know what's going to make it better. So I mm-hmm. can't really, what do you want me to, I, I'm like, I'm going to manifest throwing this fucking deck in the trash. I don't have time to like, mm-hmm. give me music or something. Give me something where I'm like, okay. And then it gave me friendship and, uh, this other bartender came in and I was like, all right, here, here's my moment. Like, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to like, I know he doesn't like me, but like, I'm going to make him my friend. Uh-huh. And I like tried so hard. And I think he was like, God, she's trying so hard. Like, oh, he's like, I want to leave. You're like, like, I'm manifesting friendship right now. Just let me, let in. me manifest friendship on yeah. you. I was like, you're my friend. And he's like, I'm 50. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 50. Hell yeah. Well, speaking of manifesting, and I was going to say 28, <laughs> oh. but um, we're talking about the astrology of 2020. Yeah. We mentioned it at the beginning. It's a new decade. It's a new year. Um, and we just want to go over kind of, uh, you know, we're not going to go super, you know, day by day. We'll be checking in week, a- but along the some, year. There's some big, big things that are happening that I think speak to the trend of, of the year and some things coming up pretty quickly and yeah we're just gonna talk about talk about the year a little glimpse ahead i'm sure as like the months go by and bigger you know if things pop out i'm sure they'll you know deem their own episodes or well, well, it depends on what it is but of course we'll just take a peek here Jan- it's, i mean it's already january it's already we're in it we've had we're coming up on we had the we talked about this i think in the outer planets episode maybe too i don't remember or maybe in our lost episode oh yeah uh Um, but the i feel like the new year did kind of feel like it started a bit with the new moon eclipse yeah even if it was just like in your mind kind of like oh this is signaling a a energetic kind of shift Mm -hmm. um like it felt like uh when the power when you have to like the power goes out and you have to reset the breaker yeah um but that's not technically the new year. It's, you know, the first. But this one feels like just a new year. Like, it just is. It did It did not feel like. It didn't feel like there I was felt really. like it changed like, a big amount. Yeah. I, yeah. Did I you mean, feel like an ending? Like, a like oh, this feels like well, truly and we've entered a new. Well, with all horizon. the stuff going on, I think it's like oh, very God. hard to like. I mean, I thought 2019 was bad. And now I'm just like, oh, Australia's fucking literally on fire mm-hmm. and it's 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 heartbreaking. Like yeah. I I look at the pictures and I like read about it every day and it's just like, "Oh my god. 8,000 koalas Ugh. gone. Ugh. All of their habitats like I have been looking at like all these rescue sites and it's like these there's this couple that has 23 koalas living in their home because they're trying to like oh, have as them. many like save oh. as many as it's just like 
also Fuck, come we'll, on and like, we're and we'll put links to every to some donating things we had some australian signers it was i was like when i was in the tub in joshua tree area i was like thinking i was like i wonder how like the australian signers are doing like and then we, i got a dm from i think ruby and was just like can you guys like put some links up like like the amazon i know like you guys posted some other things but like this has like been going on and no one's helping us and i was like fuck yeah of course like this is like our platform like this is what we want to use this for like astrology should help people and um and beyond astrology we should be out there and helping people so we'll put links to donate too but in an interesting i think yeah with the australian friends and obviously iran yeah. like the it's like oh fuck this is a lot but it also in some ways feels like institutions are like fuck you guys and so many levels and it is somewhat and you know cool and interesting these words that we say like i don't mean it in that way but i don't know how else to describe it it is fascinating to see people be like no we don't want more with iran no we do need to help us like we like there is like a lot of public outcry to you know yes. not go with like with australia i forget what who's australia's leader who's like you know it's not climate change it's like we need to stop with this link like we just need to stop with this language like it is mm -hmm. um so let's help people and like let's do what we can do but i mean these fires are burning out of control like i don't know what you can even do it's terrible. the water the water evaporates before it even hits it and they it's everywhere like it's obviously concentrated in more areas but i was reading about it and it's like they just they're people don't know what to do yeah it's it's everywhere it's like like every people are dying and like it i mean obviously animals and habitats and like i think eight people have died from fire related shit 20 so far. is the number i saw oh really and, and 20 are missing ugh. and then i mean there was one article that said like over five hundred thousand species like or like mm -hmm. animals and plants oh, have probably been killed. i mean the whole ecosystem is going yeah. to feel this effects yeah. and um so yeah i think this new year started like and you know the internet and like apathy and cynical nature of like can everyone stop with their new year's wishes look at this and it's like it's like we should be able to have every, we should be able to have like new year's wishes and you know new beginnings but also like take like australia's been on fire we're just now finally all kind of like having a a wake-up moment because it's it's getting to a point of people are fleeing to the ocean like you can't there's nowhere else to go anymore. And then with Iran, it's like, bruh, even if you're conservative and think that that guy should have been killed, that was truly a wall crazy ass maneuver that is just unsafe from so many levels. Even if you fucking agree with what happened, it's how could you agree with the way it happened? Yeah. Well, it's I think, I don't know. It's hard for me to really comment as a Middle Eastern person because I feel torn in a lot of ways. But I think that the people who support it, and I hope that they are, like, um, blind to the way that it gets done, where it's, like, they know that they'll never have to do anything. Mm -hmm. Like, if you have a fucking bunker in your house, you know you're going to be safe. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, like, a matter of pride or something, where it's, like, it doesn't it doesn't actually have sen like sense and groundedness or reality in mm -hmm. from, I mean, at least I hope that's what it is. I hope it's not people that are like super educated and like smart and down to earth and being like, yeah, fucking kill. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. I thought that was a great like, idea. I think no. they just, they're fucking wealthy people that are, that other people have to, 
they're not going to fight the war. They're not no. going to, you know, it's no. like, and that's why like, other people are doing it for them. So well, it's and like, it's also, it's just, I think like entitlement and these things of like, well, we're the, just so I think anybody who, um, has takes issue with it is able to see it as a nuanced, um, thing not like oh this is what we had to do to protect our freedom or whatever it's like that kind of thing if you believe that you're not thinking about this in any kind of logical way it's a uh i mean it's well just it's an it's a president's currently currently in the impeachment process who didn't run it through congress at all which is really fucking scary I mean, it's also like I I don't know. I this is probably not for the, like to talk about on the podcast, but I was like asking Scott last night. I'm like, do you think this is gonna get him reelected? Do you think he did it oh, to try to get reelected? Yes, one hundred percent. Like that's so like that 100%. makes me so sick. Well, yeah. right now people in airports are taking pictures at like military bases because they're seeing people being deployed and flying yeah. out to where we don't really know yet. We're not really being told anything. This did guy's- you see Vice? This guy's going same fucking thing. Yeah. I mean, George Bush literally did the same exact thing at the same exact time. And Trump's tweets about like Barack's just going to start war with Iran for no reason. Barack's going to start like all these. There's evidence always. There's always evidence of like what he's going to do and what he's going to target. I mean, Iran like they they were going to he pulled out of the nuclear deal with Iran. It doesn't make any fucking sense. But Iran just did just come up with a shit ton of oil recently. So, I mean, it's kind of fucking clear, like what well, it's all about. And also, it's not about safety or people or terrorism. It's like the people that support it are not fucking. It's not about they're not human. Like, yeah. I mean, they yeah. are humans, but like they're not like we're not fucking seeing them. Yeah. You no. know, they're in their mansions. No. Well, the other thing, too, is that Iran doesn't. um there's something I for, I'm not speaking educatedly on this point, but it's something like they don't operate on the like at the dollar at all. Yeah, they're so we can't control them in any kind of financial capacity. There's some like bank institution that's not that lined they're up. not part of. Yeah. And um, it's them, Venezuela and another another country. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's why we keep uh bombing and setting up military takeovers and things like that because we can't control them in any kind of financial capacity Mm -hmm. so we have to do it violently i mean it's important it's like we don't have to i don't mean you know what i mean i know we're we're an astrology podcast blah 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 but it's fucking important it's 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 global and i think uh what scared me a lot was like this like immediate language of like trending of like world war three it's world war three and it's like don't get excited for that like i don't think this is something to like get in trump's mind. he checks twitter like don't get this in his mind like he'd be so stoked to st- love it he would love to be the face of world supposedly war the um the option i don't know if you saw that on i don't know i also it's i think it was washington post so mm-hmm. i know they're skewed sometimes yes uh, obviously liberal skewed um, but they said that they presented that option of killing him, the Iranian mm-hmm. defense general or whatever. Uh, they presented that as like the most extreme option, thinking that he would pick like a middle and he just like went straight, straight for the for most that. extreme. Yeah. I mean, it's extremism <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's scary. And also we'll probably f- never truly feel anything from it like as it's well, on u.s soil more more likely know. than i don't know i don't know that's a more likely than not just because i mean i don't even think iran has nuclear weapons. like that's the whole th- like it's like why it's the same with like iraqi freedom it was yeah. like this wasn't that like what was this this yeah, wasn't them 
you've we've people have never needed nuclear weapons to enact like terror oh no like i think it's gonna just it would definitely be like a homegrown incel like sort of thing as a retaliation but on the grand scale of it like so many iranians are at risk (laughs) compared to like america and and they're and they're not allowed to flee to this country they're refugees you know it's like yeah that's the stuff that like gets me because i'm i don't have family in iran but like i do have people over there Mm -hmm. and they're not allowed to come here Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah it's fucked up it's well that's what people i mean people don't think about the consequences of those things too either where it's like oh no refugees but you also are cool you can't be cool with both things Mm -hmm. if you're gonna bomb a country and feel like that's okay then you then what about innocent people where where do you well are you you suggest they go are you doing it for the benefit of the people there it's like that's what if that's what if it's for the benefit of the people here there and then you also don't want to accept them as refugees then what's it what's it for it's the same thing of like you can't we can't have uh like guns and no health care no whatever you don't get both that's well you do in america i mean yeah only in america you do but it's like that hypocrisy of of the world and probably the galaxy yeah the uh, armpit point mm-hmm. um anyway well, we're not anyways. fucking uh, <laughs> what's it called wolf blitzer or whatever we're not <laughs> think, is that a person still this i think is isn't, this isn't pod save america this is 2020 though <laughs> we are talking about it. and well and it's all well, it's and all it was part a of really this. it was a very like dynamic start to day two of the new year where well, it was we've like been talking oh, okay. about all of this capricorn energy building up for the past year and a half mm-hmm. and kind of anticipating it we're coming up to the uh the full moon eclipse on the 10th and then also the saturn pluto sun mercury conjunction all in capricorn at 23 degrees which is hasn't happened for since the 80s uh-huh. 82 i think it is um but not in the same not in capricorn it was in libra at that time and that but it was like that the berlin wall fell uh or a cold war action. I forget what it is, but it's yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot happening and that eclipse is happening in opposition to all of this. Uh, so there's definitely, I think you speaking about the kind of power structure going one way and the collective going a different way is reflected in that transit to me because of the ca- because of the cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also just know more than when we, than the eight, like we've, you know, Hopefully history doesn't repeat itself. That's why hopefully we get smarter and we see what's happened. We've seen, you know, all these war, this endless war, and no well, one wants to go to war with Iran. I no, think yeah. no one. There's no fucking. There's no fucking reason. But I think it's interesting when you think about it in cycle terms and in astrology terms, where it is like, well, this is the byproduct now we're seeing of things that we thought were like theoretical ideas about power ideas uh like speculation and uh philosophical kinds of things but this is like oh this is real this has now become what the power structure looks like this isn't like a idea of it now we're seeing the consequences of all of these other kind of things that executive powers and and whatnot kind of coming to a head and and seeing what that means for us mm-hmm. well and most for most people it's like you know in 2008 or what have you or like in the early 2000s when the like, the economy was booming and everyone's like hell yeah let's just do it like protect and there was a huge catastrophe obviously a huge event that tr- like was a, a catalyst for people it felt like oh yeah gung-ho and now it's like 
well, who's fighting this? War? Like, who's the billionaire class isn't fighting this war? Like, who who's going to go do this? Oh, is it just going to be cyber drone? Like, it's well, we- what did it do? Mm-hmm. Are we any? Did it do anything? Did it make any real structural change? Did yeah. It cause, are, do people feel? like a, any problems were solved or but also it's interesting to see the parallel and i think susan talked about with like the whole capricorn sort of energies of like you know the kind of bush era of like these kind of likable like down home like you know texan republican guys who then like war just seemed like like it's just that's what happens and now we have this true <laughs> like lunatic who thinks he's like those guys but is not like those guys and it's like mm-hmm. i'm doing the same thing and it's like no bruh we're like trying to kick you out and you're starting you're like putting your face on world War you tweeted out i have two trillion dollars of nuclear weapons i'm gonna point it around if they don't chill out and it's like chill out you just killed their like t- number two guy like you're the instigator and the war star like and i think we're all just like what you said what did it what did all this stuff get us besides hurting all these other countries it's like a fucking high school beef it's like get <laughs> over that, like all that yeah like i don't know did you guys see vice oh yeah yes like the whole george w bush was just like fucking trying to impress his dad yeah, yeah. like it wasn't even really like his shit mm-hmm. like and it's like that's humiliating yeah like that is just like high school whatever it's drama. fucking embarrassing it's dude. embarrassing well, it's, but it's not for the people yeah it's not for American people it's not for running people it's not for global citizens of the United States it's all for money it's and it's just so out there it's like it's embarrassing it's embarrassing it's rude it's fucked up um I fucking hate Trump so like that's not a new hot take like 20 sorry hot take (laughs) hot take number one baby it's like it's just and like I don't know maybe this will speed along the I know Pelosi wanted to hold on impeachment but I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen now i mean it's kind of dire um so yeah, yeah so that's something so to be january in- is gonna be interesting to yeah. say I mean, the least there's a new moon in aquarius towards the end of the month on the 24th maybe that will provide us with some uh well kind of we fresh have- information or a way to process things that are happening i know that the eclipse and the saturn pluto conjunction are both days i like have stuff that i'm supposed to do on so i'm like a little nervous, but mm-hmm. hopefully that new moon will clear some stuff at the. Well, I think it's also like. Well, I guess new moons are really not for clearing, but. But new ideas. Full, I mean, yeah. yeah, I think it's like on this full moon, there's still Uranus is going direct, on the eclipse. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Venus Venus goes into Pisces on the conjunction, the ba- the big Saturn Pluto, mm-hmm. um, and there's some like sextiles and things in there too. I think that with all, the thing that I noticed the most about all of the big transits that I looked at for the year is that there's like really heavy major stuff, but there's always this kind of like background helpful aspect in a lot of ways. That's like yeah. there is a, that makes it feel not I'm a Sagittarius, so I'm going to be optimistic about things, but there is some like silver lining of hope if I if you are in the enlightened space there can be i don't mean to say that there's not going to be terrible things that happen Mm -hmm. obviously um but i think if we're prepared for them and we're open to um learning and being aware that there might be a lesson or a positive or a something to be taken to the next thing 
then that just sets well, us up. We're entering better. this like Aquarian, Piscean, very like those aren't war, <laughs> you know, those aren't like the war loving signs, you know, like you, it's kind of like a dumbass time to like incite this. Like he almost should have like maybe done it earlier um, to get his base maybe on board for that or later or late something. Um, Cause I feel like it's good fuel almost for the, the Iowa caucus and for other dumb shit. But mm-hmm. you know, again, it's hard not to think about it. Cause it was, when I found out that news and Joshua, she's like, I'm just going to dissociate for one day and then I'm going to yeah. get back online because uh, this is all I'm going to hear about for well, from here on out. But I think what you're saying is right. Like, I feel like there's a lot of peacekeeping other planetary energy that isn't like really good for inciting thing, violence. Yeah. One thing not there's a lot if there's a lot of conjunctions and that like one kind of energy, but that there is this kind of background like bright spot. Mm-hmm. in a thing mm-hmm. um yeah i think that uh that aquarius new moon and then in february uh there's a there's a full moon in leo we have a mercury retrograde in pisces mm-hmm. a new moon in pisces um i i think i like pisces energy because i know they always get this uh kind of i guess trope of they're like major manifestors and like they're masters and whatever but i think that it's in such a simpler way than that where I feel like there is the like the Taurus version, which is like I have Taurus in the twelfth house, so but which is like I'm gonna like become a fucking manifester, which yeah. is like my energy a lot of the time where I'm like, I'm gonna work really hard at this and like try my best and then like the Pisces in my life that I have like a lot of Pisces, I've noticed that they say stuff, they just say it as statements. Um well you'll meet him. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh uh, my friend blah 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 you'll meet him and it's like yeah oh that's like your the, that's the manifestation not like my version it's like i want you to meet my friend right and they're like instead so i like that energy of like it's gonna be all right like uh and sometimes that pisces energy can be like i'm not okay you yeah. know and that manifests not being okay but uh, I think that that could be a good energy to maybe counterbalance some of this. Even the retrograde with it, it doesn't feel like it feels very overwhelming. Like, it feels like going back introverted. It feels like going returning to yourself versus um, putting it on other people. Well, Mercury is already in detriment in Pisces, so it's already going to be a time whether it's retrograde or not. Mercury in Pisces isn't very verbal. It's artsy and creative and you know, finding words for wordless things. Mm -hmm. So I think it being in retrograde is almost like a better placement for, or like, it's not like that strong there. Yeah. Or it's like, it's a double, a double negative becomes a positive or somehow. (laughs) Well, I do like one of the things that they said on the astrology podcast, which I knew conceptually, but never really thought about is that the major influence of retrograde in any like transit is not the retrograde itself, but it's that it stays in that sign for so much longer mm-hmm. because it's like going back and forth. Right. So, um, that it's, there's going to be more of Mercury and Pisces this yes. year than normal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a very interesting, uh, way of looking at it. Oh well, yeah. yeah. I, yes. I love that. Cause we see that later on in the year with Mars and Aries right. too, because of a retrograde and Venus and Gemini too, because there's a Venus retrograde. So this is like a real stop start year or like a, there's this persistent Capricorn energy that goes. And then that shifts, I think to kind of still Capricorn, but more Aries being the background kind of generator. But then there's all of these, retrogrades where we're kind of going over these new 
new areas that that are going to need dealing with in years to come. Mm-hmm. I also, for me, this year at large, I there's a lot of placement. Like, and I guess this is maybe more about that. I've learned so much more about astrology and I like care so much more about it where I'm like, Oh, I have that. Like I'm, it's going to be Venus and Gemini, like all fucking summer. Like I can't wait. And like, I like, Ooh, I have like 12th house. I have like this. Ooh, my seventh is this. And it's like, Oh, I'm just, it's every sign I'm just excited about. I'm not like, Oh, well that one's a dud anymore. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But also, I don't know. I think looking from 2019 to 2020, I feel like 2020 does have a, like a lot of, I mean, the summer and eclipsey things oh, in 2019 yeah. was very like, what the fuck? But overall, I feel like 2020 is very like, there's a lot of back and forth and there's a lot of like really prominent, like I feel like all the retrogrades are very like stand out in their own like planet placements and the timeline and how they go. And then the Mars and, and Venus and like all of these things. So I feel like there is, it's very noticeable. Like, and maybe again, maybe it's cause we know more, but zooming out and looking at a glance, it's like, oh, okay, like we're going to be feeling a lot of different things. And I feel like each month is going to feel really different from the month before where I feel like even last summer, I feel like August and September kind of bled into each other and there really wasn't too much going on. Like, and I feel like there was a lot of two month things in 2019 where it was like, kind of the same vibe for longer periods of time where here it feels like nope this is a wave and like it's gonna go forward and then backwards and forward and backwards again well because pluto's gonna go retrograde in april Mm -hmm. and then we have all of those retrogrades in may because of that there's all of these things that like lisa was saying like stay in the same sign or stay going over that that like 22 to 28 degrees of Capricorn is going to get so fucking worked over (laughs) by everything this year. And it stays in there for so long. Pluto stays there. Saturn moves into Aquarius. That's a big shift in in March. But then it retrogrades Mm -hmm. kind of back. So it doesn't really get very far into Aquarius until uh, I forget when this goes direct. Saturn goes direct. Oh, I, I don't think it's still like the end like of the year, it, right? It's, um, it's like November, no, it's, right? Saturn it's goes retrograde that. in May and then direct. <laughs> I wish everyone could see our like newsroom right now. We're like, We're just going <laughs> through. you see me on the back of a menu? Oh, wait, Saturn turns direct September 29th yes. in Capricorn. Yeah. Well, direct back in Capricorn. And then when does it go back and when does it fully go into Aquarius again? After that. true (laughs) but it's like yeah so we just get so much is staying on that so oh saturday december 17th then later in the year Mm -hmm. so we do we'll get like a little preview this is what happened in capricorn too you get a little preview of what what saturn and aquarius is going to be like and then it's like hey that was a preview we're not full-blown in there because we still have to finish out this capricorn stuff at those end degrees too Mm -hmm. um i mean also I don't know if we're going backwards now, but April 4th, there's Jupiter conjunct Pluto. Yes. And so I think that'll be uh, interesting. That'll be interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's We see it four to- three times in the year. Um, the, that's the first appearance of it. And it seems like it could be a little respite or a little um again kind of like beacon it could go with it we never you just don't know because it's it's pluto but that feels like one that could really go either way of being like a true um watershed revolutionary moment or something terrible uh but i guess (laughs) you know but it it is you know 
Jupiter, that's a Jupiter Pluto is like a a kind of a I don't want to say lucky because that's there, but that is like a it's powerful regardless, whatever it is. Well, I think and we probably talked about the last episode, but again, with forecasting, it's like you can use this power for good or evil. We're just going to find out when it happens and that's what the tool like i mean that's what's interesting with forecasting is like we can say all this that this is a good time for money or this is like this could be a really destructive time for money it really depends on what you're doing where you're at and also obviously your own natal placements um but it's i think it's more just it's cool to be aware of it and also it's going to be great to look back on because that's all we can susan mentioned it in uh, again listen to susan's episode she definitely talks about a lot of like 2020 forecasty things but even with like the Russian interference, like she didn't know that that Neptune something conjunction with Pluto was a veil, which was actually like Russia. Like who could have pre- like you can't predict that. That was something that you look back and go, oh, that was that was the message that was here for us. So um, unfortunately, can't tell the future or fortune tell, but also it can give us some insight of. Yeah, what I mean, this can I think represent. it's the same thing as like what I was saying earlier about like looking at my boss's natal chart and being and like being like, oh, and also don't do that. Like, <laughs> like because oh, no. you're it's like I just took it the wrong way. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Everything wrong with him is not what's wrong with me. Well, like, and, and like and you've had different lives. Yeah, you're, you're allowed to like see a transit that scares you and and take it in a positive way. You're allowed to be like fucking i do not like this this is the opposite of where i'm at and Mm -hmm. be like it's all right like i'm gonna learn from this or i'm gonna hey i'm gonna stay in a lot well i Mm -hmm. think it's like that's for sure to me the energy of of the whole year is like even though we have so we have that conjunction and then in may jupiter goes retrograde in april pluto also then goes retrograde so it's like these things again we're going kind of back i don't know if and then june mercury goes back too yeah and Neptune. so it's like okay and, and may is the venus retrograde venus right. retrograde and it's like Saturn an retrograde. event happens and now we respond like we go back through we learn we get this kind of like uh bam inform big thing of information or whatever it is you know i don't know what again i don't know what it's going to be but then it's like oh, okay now that we have this piece now we go back and refine these other things we re reorganize re revisit uh get kind of not second chances but it is like all right we're going back and then we go forward but we can't we can't we there's at no point is there like full steam ahead energy it's like a little bit and then you kind of move back and then you stop and you reorient where you're at there and then you move forward yeah i mean may and june like the whole summer is so retrograde in general with so many different planets and i'm again is that going to mean going back in on yourself being maybe kind of hermity vibes or is like a venus retrograde during during like a may june like taurus gemini time gonna be kind of taking away the glitz and glamour of things that maybe can woo us but maybe we'll see into more real real. truth and want something more authentic i i don't know if this is real or in my head but i i mean of course it's real and of course it's in my head (laughs) both but but, um, um, but like last venus retrograde i was so scared about like doing anything changing my appearance my relationship all the stuff because it was honestly probably the first time I really learned about Venus retrograde. Yeah. Like, yeah. Took like studied it. And, and like looking back, I like, I stopped biting my nails that I'd been doing for 30 years during Venus retrograde. So it's like, Ooh. it doesn't have to be a fucking scary, like whatever. And it's like, I, I was doing it intentionally. I wasn't doing it intentionally because it was Venus retrograde. I just 
it happened to be the time where I was like, I can't do this anymore. Right. And so like, I think also if you bite your nails, it's fine. It's not a huge deal, but like it was something I really wanted to do. Actually, yeah. I think it's a huge deal. I think it's really gross. And it, I think, I mean, I'm just kidding. I, mean, I think it can just, lead to bacterial no, but you infection, but it wasn't, I think that's an important thing, especially when you're talking about forecasting. And I think it's a big kind of hater argument of astrology is that like these things aren't happening separate from each other. Venus retrograde isn't a, uh, like a person, a, a man in the sky, you know, operating outside of life as it's unfolding it's happening it's in tandem with us yeah. so it's like you didn't start you didn't stop biting your nails because you were like venus retrograde made you do that yeah. but the like you said oh i'm Some, i can't do something this. about the energy allowed yeah. for it to stick this felt time. like you to say i'm d- i've i've had enough and well, i'm letting and it, this thing go and those things happen whether you are aware of astrology or not sure they usually i think that they probably line up in a lot of ways with with astrology but that's what it that's what it means is that it's like it's with with life so nothing you might not yeah yeah you might break up with someone but also if you think about the like kind of lifespan of a relationship venus retrogrades happen every other year and And it's like imagine if like i kept track of how many times I tried to bite my nails and it was all venus retrograde it very (laughs) possibly could be like and it maybe it was 12 cycles of that and finally like learn the lesson who knows well venus is about comfort and that that was a comfort for you probably and it was also something that made me uncomfortable and something that didn't it's like you've you've done it and it doesn't serve you anymore it's the same with the relationship it's it's not uh i think a retrograde is just truly a time to put on a new pair of glasses and just to look at something in a new way that i think just it's almost like entering a portal to feelings that we don't normally get throughout the year it's a time to be like whoa does this relationship make me comfortable or uncomfortable like am i comfortable just because i'm in a relationship or is it the per- like or can the person switch out, you know or yeah. or yeah i guess like getting your hair done of course in plastic surgery like i think during doing anything drastic and new whether it's venus retrograde or mercury retrograde or whatever is just always something to just be aware that we're not going to see it the same way we normally see it well it's like for better or worse un- sorry forgive this example it's just the one that comes to the forefront of my mind it's like if you're losing weight Mm-hmm. And you are trying to lose like a significant amount of weight. You're so a year is like a long time to be doing it, but it's like you don't know it. You're not looking in. You're looking in the mirror every day. You don't see the things. But then after a year, if when you get that photo reminder on Facebook or whatever, that's like here you were a year ago. You're like, oh whoa, like this is way different you Mm -hmm. can't it's those those times that it could also be like wow i've come really i'm really am living in alignment with the values that i have for Mm -hmm. myself and i'm you know getting a chance to see these in action maybe there's a a a fight you have or something where you like stand up for yourself in a different way and you think it reminds you of how far you've come in things it doesn't have to be like detrimental things but it's just like things you wouldn't notice that's what retrogrades are for it's to take a step back and like reorient yourself oh my god even if you see pictures from when you're like in a deep depressed time and you see pictures of yourself like when you're less (laughs) depressed you're like wow my face i'm just carrying my face in a different way i'm carrying my my body position in a different way like it is and but you don't see it from day to day but then a year later when your friends using they go oh my god you look like and you're looking happy like how's life and you're like i am like yeah oh okay I i guess all that like tiny chipping of work you can finally zoom out and and see it 
But in this May, we, yeah, we have <laughs> Venus retrograde, Jupiter retrograde. Um, Saturn will already have gone retrograde. Or Saturn also goes retrograde in May. Yeah. Um, and then following that, we start... We get the appearance of the first uh, in eclipse June. We Sagittarius. get Gemini Sagittarius eclipse. Uh, we're changing. It's the changing of the guard. Um, yeah. You know, we're tap ch- out. We're finishing <laughs> the last remnants of, of Capricorn cancer eclipse, um, which will have the last one will happen in July um, on the fourth at 14 degrees of Capricorn. That's like right on my moon. Um, uh-huh. I've been, I read about this last whenever we did eclipses and I was like, put a, put a star on it and now we're <laughs> coming up to it. Uh, but yeah, again, so we're like finishing out all of that Capricorn stuff, starting a new, the nodes move, um, mm-hmm. in May too. So we've had the North node in cancer, South node Capricorn. Just so much which, cancer Capricorn. Yeah, but it's like, oh, it feel it really does feel like a, uh, it's a changeover. So it's like finishing those like last gasps of capricorn cancer issues and then we're moving into gemini sag mommy daddy issues which oh boy does that stem out even more issues than one could ever dream of and a sag gem flip too is so interesting i think for like what i feel like we need as a society which i feel like sagittarian of like wanting to learn maybe more about things before acting and then also gemini of like hey how about you talk to some people and like it's not just your world and your, but like maybe it is getting a sampling of everyone around you rather than just like my home, my family, my this, my that. And again, every science symbology has positives and negatives, but I think it's what a, what a switcheroo of polarities to like pop over to um, considering everything's been so cappy cancery for mm-hmm. so long. Yes. And then we go straight into a Mercury retrograde. Then we go back into a retrograde. <laughs> Again, in Cancer. So it's also uh-huh. like... It's like, the, I'm not done with it's you, It's like, bitch. yeah, it's not done. But it's like, oh, we finished that out. Okay, what do we now need to be revisiting on the Cancer front? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we go forward. And then there's more... Uh, we're still Saturn <laughs> retrograde. We're still Jupiter retrograde. Mm-hmm. Um, Mars moves Jupiter into... Jupiter Pluto there in June. Yeah, another one. But that's it's when they're both retrograde. So that is... Susan says that that's probably the weakest... Um, of the three that we're going to have in the year. But we also have Mars moving into Aries in June too. So we start this other kind of um, trend. And then in the background of all of these, because uh, Uranus is, because Saturn moves and all this, we'll have square. We got those squares kind of peppered throughout (laughs) with different, each thing is going to square like Mars and Uranus, but it'll be a different. Oh God. uh, Yeah. Square Mars and Uranus. Um, I'm not even going to touch that one. I think that's. I think. I think Mars is the one that's. But it's like it flips Saturn and Uranus or square. There's just different ones depending on. They're whatever. just like square dancing all I throughout. I shouldn't even have brought it up because <laughs> it's so not. Uh, I'm not saying it correctly. Um, but yeah, so it's like again, all of those, like, you move forward, you go back. Mercury retrograde um, happens uh, June. Where is my June seventeenth to July twelfth? Yes, ish. Uh, starting at uh fifteen degrees. Starting at six, or it goes direct at six. Starts at retrograde at fifteen degrees. Cancer. Mm-hmm. A little bit earlier. We haven't seen these early degrees for a minute. Um, yeah. And then we have a new moon right after. Mercury goes back direct. So and it, a new moon in Cancer. So it is like very like yeah boom boom like let's get down to business august uh, feels like it's like a little bit boring 
Yeah, yeah. In <laughs> there's comparison, a, there's a Uranus, and retrograde, Uranus but... retrogrades too. But then it's like so much. Again, so much is retrograde here. Uh, but it's the full moon and new moon that month are Aquarius and Leo. So it's like that self and other stuff, which I think is a little bit when you have a little break of the mommy, daddy, and the uh, you know, it's the oh me and yes, else. it's like a nice reminder there, I guess. In August too, I think we felt it in 2019. It, it felt like after I think all that eclipsey stuff, it was like almost like a nice. Just like, can we just lay by the pool? Like, can we just like enjoy the warmth of the earth and just not really like try to kill each other for <laughs> for yeah. a whole month? Yeah. Um, but then Uranus retrograde might be like, nope. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like a little bit. I think it is a little bit of a a a, a break or just um. There's just so much movement all up until just, August that it feels like it finally kind of just chill like it's 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 moving at a normal regular ass pace versus the like kind of quick back and forth we've seen all year i do i do like this idea of like um kind of like watershed moments to like lisa was saying of i'm getting an image of like a mom saying like this is i'm done with this like we're gonna be a family and we're gonna whatever like saying what's needed in the moment um and kind of reminding us giving perspective and i think that fire leo energy will really kind of get us heart centered again well it's it's also the first month because like the shadow of venus retrograde ends at the end of july so august is really like the first month in a minute where we're having full venus love yeah heart sort of stuff coming through during a leo leo we time which i think is very just like taking again stock taking pride taking you know taking account to like what needs to be done who you love who you want to who the person you want to be and then in september things start going direct again but we do get mars retrograde in aries which is going to be there until november 13th Mm -hmm. um so it's going to be mars is going to be in aries for a long time i mean half of the year yeah that's like you you're mars and aries right uh cancer oh no your get, moon yeah moon yeah close. so i might feel all sorts of fucked up but i think <laughs> i think it's this all of this like kind of powerful mars background energy first in capricorn and then in in aries it's comfortable there so it's kind of yeah. cool well know? i think it's i think it's like you need the um it's like you'll need the energy yeah and, and it's like holding i mean sorry to be a horse girl but it's like you <laughs> When you're in a horse race, you don't run full sprint the whole time, even though you can. You can't go. You have to be more strategic. And it feels like it's like you have the fastest horse with Mars and Aries, but you got to rein it in uh, in order for it to be able to stay in Aries for as long as it's there. You can't have a full like Mars. It'll burn up. It's interesting, too. I think that we're going to have this Mars retrograde up until I can't help but think politically. It's going to be we're going to hear it all fucking year. Mm-hmm. So might as well dig in um, that's going to be retrograde during the election. So yeah. I think even though it's Mars, Aries, me, me, I'm first. It is a very, you know, retrograde does put a new spin on like, well, what does me mean? What does first mean? What is what winning? Is mean? Down mean? Yeah. yeah. So I think well, that's a f- interesting you know something to take note of i would i would be very interested to see if election which election years like coincide with all of the retrogrades Mm -hmm. like this mars and and venus specifically um maybe we'll do like a big i mean we'll keep it maybe factual maybe more factual get someone that's really good with election stuff maybe because i 
I don't want to fuck it up. I don't want to say like wrongs. And no, I don't want to predict. I'm just interested no, no, no. Oh, not to, to know. predict, but just to like look at back. Yeah, but I think it's interesting. We talked about this on the the lost episode. We keep re- referencing. <laughs> um, we had to re-record this episode. That's yes. what we're saying. Uh, but of how it, interesting it is that it, it the retrogrades kind of follow how an election year works where it's like you yeah. narrow down you narrow down candidate like you go through and then you kind of reevaluate okay well what's important which of these two candidates which of these four candidates do i like the best which of these 17 whatever it is and you're kind of figuring out your values listening to what they're saying and then making a decision and moving forward and we have all of these periods of that in in 2020 um yeah so september things start going direct october i like this trend the same as this year but i think it's going to be even nicer uh, in this October, when we have a Mercury retrograde, not during the holidays, we have it mm-hmm. during Scorpio Halloween's. Libra season. Yeah, um, it's it goes uh, turns retrograde on the 13th of October um, at 12 degrees of Scorpio, and it will be retrograde until the 3rd of November, and we'll go direct at 26 degrees of Libra. So we're, you know, Scorpio. I think it's similar to like the Pisces. It's all water watery signs so it's uh you know dipping into it i feel like retrograde mercury is is kind of comfortable in a water sign anyways especially scorpio where it maybe is uncomfortable for us living through it but is a is a place that scorpio enjoys going which is the depths and the shadows and the things that need to be investigated and corners to look corners looked into yeah yeah just like a time to be you know water's emotional it's reflective it's it's care it should you know scorpio maybe not all the time but it should be you know caring and and thoughtful and i think that's a good time for like you know water's I think can feel overwhelmed. You know, I think that's a stereotype for water signs is that overwhelming feeling and retrograde is a time where everyone else is kind of overwhelmed. Um, And so it's like, ah, the playing field is now even good. Like now we can all just relate to each other, like very vulnerable human beings. How awesome. I like this too, because when Mercury retrogrades into Libra, this is on the 27th, um, Venus also moves into Libra and it feels like we're on the precipice of, getting energy on the same page kind mm-hmm. of thing mm-hmm. to me because Pluto has gone direct at this point. And then in November we start getting everything going direct. Yeah. Jupiter, uh, Mercury goes direct. Neptune goes direct. Uh, Mars will have gone direct at this point. We have our last Jupiter conjunct Pluto too. Yeah. Which is 12. right after. So everything goes, it's like we're, we're lining up to have another kind of moment. Uh, and that's on, the 12th which is like yeah it is right very close to election stuff well i mean mercury turns direct in libra on a u.s election day um you know which again depending on your views it can be uh an interesting symbology for whatever outcome may be also like we still have that um the total solar eclipse um on the 12th of on the 14th of the 12th month 14th of december yeah so even though the outcome i mean as we have <laughs> in the past seen with elections like i think the outcome mm-hmm. uh i think that there will be something there that might all that might provide clarification i'm not saying that like whoever wins is going to get dethroned or whatever or like hanging chads or anything like yeah. that. i'm not like saying that i'm just saying like 
you might have a new perspective by the 14th that like, oh, wow, this is what this is. And Mm -hmm. maybe that's like, I, I want to live in a, I want to live in a different country. Or maybe that's like, you know, or shit, I need to run for office myself or 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 something. I mean, something might happen. I think there is at least going to be whether, which way it goes from a U.S. election standpoint, which, you know, affects the whole world (laughs) because we're the fucking police of the, the world. Um, then since, since it is all that Libra and then all the, what you were saying, it is like either way, it's going to be different than it was the previous election. I think it yes. is just like everyone's viewpoint, whether you're on one team or the other, it's going to be like, well, this is all now full steam ahead into something very different. Cause well, I'll tell you one thing. I don't think anyone that I know is going to be going out to a bar and watching the election. Like last time. Oh God. No. Because we were all like, this is a fuck. Like I can't be out. We got to go home. Like, it's dramatic yeah so well, like and i also think it'll de- be a different vibe well yes. and it depends who's up in the race yeah, too because yeah. that's gonna be very sticky um all over because there's a lot of infighting in the democratic yeah. party that's uh not on yeah. the same page well and at the, and also regardless of the outcome it will be an outcome yeah like it will just you we, we just, will have, just it has know to happen. all of the speculation will come to an end and i think these things of having these other other transits that happen after mercury going to mercury it's still shadow phase so it's still like you're still gonna feel about it away well and also i mean whether no matter what how you feel the, in our last election, Hillary won the popular vote, but didn't win the election. There's our systems are fucking weird. Well, like that's the, what I'm saying. Like about that eclipse too. Yeah. I think it's like, it's like an- analyzing some of those things that aren't necessarily the outcome, yes, which would right. be earlier. Which might be hey, like depending on again outcomes, that might be changing. Si- our systems are pretty old and we haven't changed all that much. So I think that will. I hope some things just change as a systemically as a whole, but that will take a you know. The United States has a lot of work to do. Oh, like sure, for for all people and we sure good do, God. baby. And then that well, there is there's a lunar eclipse on the thirtieth, and then the twelfth of I keep saying the twelfth, the fourteenth of December, the new moon total solar eclipse um, in Sagittarius, and then the twenty first is the big Jupiter conjunct Saturn, um, which everyone's been talking about does not happen often. Mm-hmm. Uh, zero degrees of Aquarius which I feel like I love I mean damn I love I love it Saturn is is gonna be in domicile in Aquarius it's a different kind of energy than than Capricorn which it's also in in domicile but traditional rulership I mean um but I think it's like that's again another like kind of similar to how the uh eclipse was this year where it's like that's on the solstice and I think that that's really symbolic where it's like on the darkest day there is a the a fortunate potentially um powerful conjunction at zero degrees of aquarius like that that to me is a very like dark Mm -hmm. in terms of uh like again like a long night kind of idea like zero degrees is still the beginning of it where there's a there can be a long way to go but you also are energized by this new newness yeah, I mean, it's a new decade. I think our tastes, what we like culturally, societally, the way we dress, like those are things that are going to shift. We don't, you know, we don't look the same as we did in 2008 and it's not that long ago. So it will be, I think it just does feel like a new start of um, how everyone kind of just operates and taking assessment of like, do I like the last things I've been doing the last few years or is it time to like 
maybe I'm like offline more. Maybe I have like certain days where I only use social media and some days where I only email. Like I, like I think just setting up new ways that we interact, especially with Aquarian energy that is very try something new. Why don't you? Like mm-hmm. it's not going to like Aquarians like the things they like, but they're also they want to sample things too. They want to learn. They want to test. They want to see how other people, the other half live. So I think that's um, smart, intelligent, and just all real fucking thoughtful shit that we definitely need from Capricorn, which likes shit their way. They just do. They like what they like, and it's hard to tell them otherwise. So I'm kind of ready for like, uh, like, sure, why not? <laughs> like, let's give it. Let's try it. Yeah. I mean, I think that to me, I don't, yeah, I don't know what any of this is going to, actually look like but it does feel like the the enter it it all somehow makes sense to me or it feel it, it feels, feels like, like it it's happen. gonna make sense and it's probably gonna be difficult at times as life is wont to be um but i think it will seem it i think going back to last summer of those eclipses that were just like fucking relentless and mm-hmm. all of that i think this feels like it's more purposeful and and probably because it's so much capricorn saturn uh like teachery going through every step energy where it's like we're not going to get let off the hook of any of these lessons we have to learn so you know be be open to them and let's get ready to fucking go to school baby mm-hmm. i think too i mean I think I said it on the last episode, but <laughs> it's like you this year feels like a one where if it doesn't go your way, think about what what did or what lesson you like what you're learning from that. If it if you if you feel out of balance, I, th- I don't think that's the energy of this year. You know, I think it's like going going with purpose, finding direction, having support. Um, finding your people if if you like the same thing as like if you get sick it's like you you find out what kind of person like you're who you live with is are they the person that's like ew you're sick i'm going to my room right. or are they the person that's like oh i made you some soup like mm-hmm. don't get too close but like mm-hmm. help yourself or whatever you know what i mean so it's like finding those little positive moments it's like no one wants to be sick no one likes it no one's like oh i'm so glad i got sick because i learned that my boyfriend makes soup or whatever but mm-hmm. it's like at least you know what kind of person you live with i mean mm-hmm. we've we've been grinding as a society and i think after all that grinding you can't grind forever you need to have times of reflection of peace of purpose and i think that what you're saying kind of ties into all that aqua energy of like but what do what is it for what is this what do we want like what is this can we keep going the same stamina like a capricorn because i can't like yeah. i don't think anybody else can well, and then moving into those gemini sag um nodal yeah. accesses too it's like is this the truth? Is this true? Is this work for the, is this universally true or is this just immediately true? And what is the point of it? Are we, are we living our truth? You know? Damn. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I hope I'm not eating my words now being excited. I think there are going to be a lot of surprises. There's so much retrograde. There's so much Uranus stuff like Aries, Gemini. I mean, how can there not be? It's going to be a fucking dramatic. I think it will be a, a touch. I think there's gonna be a little bit of drama this year. Oh, it's already started. Do you see that Carly Kloss Project Runway? Oh video? my the god, drama! I for, uh, it was first of all, I can't believe Project the, Runway's still on. I know. So, second of all, Carly Kloss, Kushner, Kushner, <laughs> and the designer being like, "You wouldn't even wear it to dinner with the Kushners." And you her, could tell he knew he was being. Also, the too, fact I that her it. face just dropped, and it's like, dude, if your in-laws make your 
like jaw drop maybe like think of the company yeah. you keep honey that someone tweeted that they're like maybe you married into the wrong family honey yeah or maybe you and you're even though you have a like a liberal boo maybe it's time to like dissociate from your fucking gremlin family i don't know like yeah. maybe take a st- like take a higher stance maybe make some noise for the people like i don't know or just like have your jaw dropped on project yeah, either way, but uh i but, think by the end of 2020 we all are going to be carly Kloss in that video like what <laughs> it's like shit i didn't think Ooh. also someone i recently tweeted like her initials are kk yes <laughs> and i was like oh that should have been a warning it should have been a warning sign from that That's evil um but you guys aren't we love you um yeah. see ya we'll be yeah, we're we'll here be, we're, we're here with, we're living 2020 with you so we're all in this together we'll be um, reporting live from the scene yeah we we appreciate you um donate oh. to australia yeah, yeah donate we'll, to we'll, australia we've got links there'll be um, there's actually going to be links in this bio so click donate and also if you have any more um that are better uh send them our way we just post what also i did donate and came to find that the dollar i mean i don't know if the dollar is strong there or not but it's ours is a little bit higher worth more a little or not worth you know what i mean yeah it costs more in australia it's 1.5 australian dollars to one u.s dollar the exchange rate's higher it's a little bit easier for us to give more Yes. So give more if you can give more. Like give, 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 give. give. Yes. 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 Do it. We have to. I mean, look, no one's doing it. It's power of the people. Aquarian energy. Got to move Hell it. Hell yeah. And also, you sh- if you can't donate, you sharing it gets somebody that you yeah. know. Like eyes, putting eyes on stuff helps. Thoughts and prayers don't. Sharing shit does. Facts. Hell yeah. Share shit. Thank you for sharing yourselves and your lives with us. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to What's Your Sign. Please rate us five stars and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon. You can also find us online on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast or on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod. You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group questions comments concerns or to book a commission chart reading you can email us at what's your sign podcast at gmail.com thank you so much for listening bye